Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. Once again, this is episode number 177, entitled ProWaz, aka Websites as a Service, with Michael Short. It was published on Thursday, the 30th of April, 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to welcome you formally to WPBuilds.com. We are a WordPress-specific network, and we've got absolutely loads of content pushed out each and every week, and I'd like to mention a little bit of it now, if that's okay. Head over to WPBuilds.com forward slash subscribe, and over on that page, you're going to find a whole heap of ways of keeping in touch with all the stuff that we do at WPBuilds. There's a couple of emails that you can sign up for, one to tell you about the content that we produce. We call that the newsletter, and the other one is a WP Builds deals update and if you subscribe to that one each and every time a deal comes out we will alert you about it. There's also options on there to sign up on your favourite podcast player so that you don't miss any of the episodes and join our Facebook group of two and a half thousand WordPressers and there's things like our messenger chat, Twitter feed and YouTube channel and so on. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another thing to mention would be wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. This is a deals page which is up 365 days of the year. It's filterable and searchable and none of the deals so far have expired. They've just come onto the page and the page has grown and grown. So there's massive amounts of notable WordPress plugins. I do thank all of the plugin and theme developers for their support. And we've added one this week which is completely to do with this podcast. Michael Short, who runs Waz Pro, has enabled us to give you 20% off and the best way to find out about that is go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals click the yellow search and filter button and type in WAS W-A-A-S and you will see WAS Pro comes up 20% off and you've got a coupon code on there but there's absolutely loads of stuff on that page as well so that's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals well it just keeps coming wpbuilds.com forward slash win because Michael Short not only has he given us a 20% off coupon he's also given us five licenses to his WAS Pro plugins so this is a suite of plugins there's absolutely loads of them and they enable you to make more of your website as a service offering so for example we've got a plugin called site settings pro settings wizard pro site analytics pro Stock Library Pro. There's absolutely loads, some of them specific to Beaver Builder, some to Elementor. And really, the best thing to do would be go over to wpbuilds.com forward slash win. And you can go over there and enter a competition. It's one of these viral competition things. It's powered by Raffle Press. And the more times that you enter, the more interactions you have. So, for example, if you visit our Facebook page and sign up to our newsletter, you get additional points. And points mean prizes. And Michael's giving away five of those licenses. Currently, there's about 20 days left on that competition, but go and enter, share it across the universe, and you'll get a greater chance of winning. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash win and wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If, like Michael, you are in the boat of creating WordPress products, well, the WP Builds podcast might be a great place because we have a WordPress specific audience, just like no doubt you are. Okay, so that's all of my housekeeping out of the way. 
let's get on with the actual podcast. Okay, as I said at the top, we're talking to Michael Short today. Michael has an absolute ton of offerings out there online. He has a service called Waz Pro, and he has another service called Waz Camp. Now, Waz, if you've been living under a rock, stands for, it's an acronym standing for Website as a Service. And the intention is that you find a niche, you find an area where you feel that you can contribute, and you offer that up as a service. And the idea is that you construct sort of templates websites which people can come along and buy into. There's loads of plugins out there, most notably WP Ultimo. Uh, Arindo Duque has been on the podcast on, on several occasions talking about that. And this m- makes it possible for you to streamline this whole thing so that people can go to your website and purchase a template. So they like the look of a particular website, they buy it, and it's now their website which they can run. Now, WP Ultimo has a great deal of functionality in it, but Michael, with his Waz Pro, has decided that he's going to extend that, and he's got absolutely loads of different extensions that I mentioned earlier. You can win them in the competition, but there's absolutely loads of them. There's probably about 20 or so which extend the functionality. They add capabilities for page builders. They've got settings, wizards, and all sorts of things, payment gateways added in, and so on and so forth. So his service really extends that, but also thrown into that, he's got this Waz Camp offering, which enables you to learn how to set up your website as a service professionally and quickly and so on. And so he's on the podcast talking about all of that today. There's a lot of ground that we cover, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to the WP Builds podcast once more. And thanks for getting to the the interview section. We have today Michael Short, all the way from North America. How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, if you've not heard of Michael before, I'm I'm just going to hand over the floor to you because you'll probably do a far better job at explaining what it is that you bring to WordPress than I will. So um, first of all, Michael, just tell us what your background is with WordPress and what it is that you are talking about today. Yeah, so I've been in the marketing and advertising agency business for the over 20 years. This year actually marked our 20-year mark. Um and in that process, uh, we came to a point where we started creating plugins this last year and a half. And so now we are creating plugins for a little known concept called Websites as a Service. And the business name that we run our plugins is called WASPRO. We also have a Facebook group with uh, some live active members that are all in the process of trying to either build their WAS or come up with ideas for a WAS or uh, promote their WAS. So, yeah, that's what we do. Now, it always seems to me that in podcasts like this, very often the URLs are distributed towards the end. It kind of makes sense to me. If we're going to talk about your um, products and services, do you want to just knock the URLs out right at the beginning so that we can, so that people can pause, go and check out what it is that we're talking about, go and have a look at the products and whatnot, and then come back and press play again? Yeah, sounds good. So we have wasspro.com. Was-pro.com is the URL. And you can go check those out. It will also have the Facebook group. If you go there to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash was.developer.network, um, you can find us there as well. Okay. So WAS, W-A-A-S, is an acronym for... Now, I never know if it's a website as a service or if it's WordPress as a service. I suppose ultimately it means the same thing. This kind of blew up last year. I remember talking um, a lot about this, especially around a product called WP Ultimo. 
And it felt literally 12 months ago, more or less to the day, that, that this thing was going to be huge in the year of 2019. And then it kind of went a little bit more quiet than I was expecting. I was expecting it to just go ballistic. Have you got any thoughts on that? It, was it me? Did I just miss out on that tidal wave of, of popularity? Or did it kind of not not culminate in the way that, that I thought it would? Yeah, you totally missed out. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's just a matter of getting more awareness. I don't know that enough people are aware of it. I think there's a lot of interest. The group of, that we have has got close to 2,500 people now, um, and it's it's pretty active. So there is quite a bit of activity and things going on around the space. However, I don't think that there's enough people. Like, there's no numbers like uh, Elementor's groups or anything like that where mm-hmm. you have mass adoption or mass awareness. But I do believe 2020 is probably really going to be the – honestly, I think even 2021 is really going to be the breakout year. 2020, I think we still have to spend some time uh, generating more awareness around this concept. Um and I'd love to share more of that concept with you guys. Okay, so let's go. Let's let's rewind right to the very beginning about what sure. this is and and what exactly can be accomplished with a WAS. So let's let's first of all work out what it is. So website as a service, WordPress as a service, whatever you want to call it. Um, what what even is that? Well, I would argue it's actually bigger than WordPress. I think it's websites, and the reason being is that there are platforms out there that do follow this business model such as Wix, GoDaddy, um, Squarespace, all of them have their own website as a service platform. And so the idea is to have a way to scale your business on a much uh, quicker, grander scale than you could do with a traditional business agency business model. So rather than building out sites singly, one by one, you're creating a system, much like Wix, much like Squarespace, that a customer can go in, go to your landing page and see all your templates, pick pick a plan, which plan level they want, pick a template, and get all signed up on their own without much of your involvement at all if you do it properly. So um, that's really what the whole concept is. And that's what got me excited because if you think about it, you literally can sign up 100 people in a day or more. I mean, I'm just using a random number there and really have very little effect on your business if you built it right. So like you're not going to have very many uh, trouble tickets or anything like that if you have a nice solid WASP. And that's what our tools help you um, create. So Okay. Yeah. The 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 audience that we have, like all audiences, you know, it comes and goes. There's flux, and so it may be that a lot of people have, have heard this um, kind of talk before. But if not, just to just to make it absolutely clear, we are we're using WordPress and we're using a variety mm-hmm. of plugins and possibly themes as well to enable to enable it such that you can have a, a multi-site install of WordPress, set it up with kind of payment gateways and theme options and clients that you find can go to your page, inspect the kind of site that they want to purchase, pay, then access their own installation of WordPress, modify mm-hmm. it as they see fit, click save, and in effect, you've You've built them a website, but you haven't really interacted with them, and I suppose that's the key point. You are you're cutting yourself out of the of, of the need to build it for them. They're able to do this by leveraging the tools that you've you've thrown into your words your WordPress multi site. I would say yes, but that's in a perfect world. I, from experience, we've actually found something a little bit different than that. We do find that um, if you have a setup, if you have a required setup as part of your process. That tends to have less churn at the end, like mm. less people will cancel with you. Uh, in our own experience, we have our own WAS. This is how it, we got into this in the first place. 
And what we found is that um, if if we give them all the keys to the kingdom and expect them to build the site out themselves, they tend to not get around to it. They just get feel like a little overwhelmed no matter how easy the page builders are, how easy we feel it is to go in there and make edits. Uh, customers, that's not their business. They don't, they're not web developers in the most part. I mean, obviously there's some companies that have marketing departments, but in general, the smaller companies just, just, you know, they're focused on what they do best. And so, um, I would, I would actually recommend, I, I think, you know, when I stated that originally, like you can scale a hundred people without much involvement, that's the most ideal scenario. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know the, how practical that is because, um, people like to still have that interaction with somebody and to get them set up quickly. It's just an opportunity, I think, for more than anything, it's an opportunity to get your foot in their door and to offer other services as well. So there's like so many opportunities here with the website as a service. Um, For example, you know, right now, the majority of our customer base is probably going to be developers and agencies. However, I think in the future, once we get the tools dialed in right, I think it, it can open the door up to just about any type of business that has a following. Like if you are like I came across a lady, for example, who uh, is in the knitting industry and she teaches people. She has a blog and has hundreds of thousands of followers following her on how to do knitting and stuff. And she has an audience. She's coming out with courses, all of these things. But I think having a WAS in place for her to offer her her um, audience would be a great thing for her to do and mm-hmm. another another income source. So. Yeah, and it kind of feels that like the, the we say um, niche in the UK. We we don't pronounce it niche, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm going <laughs> to say niche, um, and I'll try to remember <laughs> it that way. But if I go straight back uh-huh. into niche, apologies. Um, it kind of feels like that having having a niche is is where this belongs somewhere so you mentioned knitting but i suppose the, the the niche could be anything you know you might be into selling automobiles or you might be into cleaning products or whatever but the mm-hmm. is is that the way this is going we're not trying to offer some sort of generic website tool like squarespace it's available for everybody because i presume that just doesn't work the, the more the more niche uh <laughs> niche yeah. you go the better <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, everyone has their own strategies, but then what we definitely recommend is to pick a niche, niche, or however you want to say yeah. it. Um, because you're, you can't really compete on the level of price when it comes to with Wix or GoDaddy I mean, and, and be successful. I mean, you can compete, you can give it away for free, but you're not going to be successful with it. So, you know, the things that we, we can actually bring to the table, like GoDaddy has this beat, for example, on their customer support. They're 24-7. I, I don't know many people that can offer that kind of support on a smaller scale. Um, and so where we have them beat is being able to identify a specific niche and then cater to that niche and understand what their actual needs are and build out a product that they can easily pick up and get implemented quickly. Whereas GoDaddy, they're going to have to go in there, and I'm, I'm just picking on GoDaddy. There's so many other ones. Um, but any one of those other platforms, you're going to have to go in there. Now, they do have templates for various niches. However, I don't feel personally that they're going to be as dialed in as what one can do with their own WAS. Like if you are specifically focusing on a niche uh, or an audience, um, you can definitely add features, a feature set or feature stack that will cater specifically to their needs. And I think when you identify with their needs or identify with their issues, and show how you solve them, you're going to have much more success than trying to be everything to everyone because you end up being nothing to everyone yeah, at, at that yeah. point. That's a good point. So using your products and, and what have you, you mentioned this lady who has knitting uh, and what have you. Have you got any examples of other niches that are being successfully uh, used at the moment? 
Yeah, one of the most popular niches inside of our WAS group happens to be churches. Uh, it seems to be a lot of people are liking to target churches. Interesting. Uh, I don't. Yeah, very interesting. I'm not. I'm not from that space, so I'm not sure why. But that seems to be one that a lot of people maybe they just feel like that's a good place for them to develop relationships, and they feel close to. I don't know. I can come up with a lot of different scenarios of why that might be. I but, wonder if it's because they need to update it every week. You know, every every oh, Sunday yeah. something new happens, right? And you got to keep the keep the congregation. Uh, aware of what's going on. I don't know. That's a guess. That, that's true. That's a good point. And one of the things too is like as you pick a niche, like you want to find a niche that does have to get on their site, act on regular basis. I mean, there's a book called Hooked where it talks about building out feature sets and whatever product that you're trying to do to get them hooked on coming back. Just like you know something like Facebook does, you get us hooked and it becomes a habit. And then if they're in, if they have that habit, then they're less likely to cancel with you. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the goal is to have little to no churn. So. You just want to keep stacking on top of your your client base. Mm. Uh, yeah. So sorry, churches and knitting oh, yeah. and uh, knitting is probably a very small one. Um, ours, for example, is in the auto care industry. Um, mm. When you pick a niche, one of the things we recommend is you pick it with whatever you have uh, experience in. And so we had a lot of customers in our agency that were in the automotive space, and so this really helped us niche down. Actually, building out a WAS because. As an agency, you can, I mean, you know how to build a website is a website in theory, right? You can build, if you can build a website for a church, you can probably build it for a car store down the street or whatever. Like it's just, it, it is what it is. Now, uh, with, with a WAS, like it makes you really think about that specific niche that you're targeting. Mm-hmm. And then also niching down, I mean, it has a lot of benefits to it. I mean, you, you know how to target, who your target audience is so that you're not spinning your wheels going after knocking on everybody's door. You're knocking only on the doors that are most likely to buy your product or your service. Yeah, that's a good point. And obviously the the, the, the materials that you create and the, the way you present yourself will be very much more aligned to what those people want to hear. And you, you'll adopt the correct language and the correct terminology mm-hmm. and acronyms over the, over, the, over the period of time that you're doing it. Yeah, really good point. I mean, obviously everybody that's listening to this in some way, shape or form has, has got experience with WordPress. So let, let's, let's go a little bit more technical technical for a moment what what are the sure. what are the tools that we are deploying apart from wordpress um with multi-site let's say switched on for want of a better way of describing it what mm-hmm. are the what are the recommended tools that you're uh, using and recommending uh, outside of the ones that you make yeah of course i was actually going to make a suggestion on the first one that you should get is wp ultimo okay um and that one basically allows you to set up plans, subscriptions, all that stuff, it, templates and stuff like that within your multi-site environment. And so it does all of the management for you. Um, and then from there, you can start adding on features and stuff to just make that experience better. And that's where we come in. And many of our plugins, if not all of our plugins, actually integrate with WP Ultimo. That's kind of the core thing. Now, there was a plugin by WPMU Dev that they've recently abandoned mm. this year. Mm. It's what's called ProSites. Um, they, they, if, if you guys are not familiar with WPMU Dev, they were the pioneers in this space, and they really set, got it going. Um, it, their focus is less on it, even though you know I talked to the guys over the weekend at was at uh, work. I'm about to call it WAS Camp. That's what we're <laughs> at, at, at work camp, and um, and so they still do it, but it's not their focus like it once was. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, I would I would say that the best tool you need to get right out the gate is going to be WP Ultimo. Yeah. Um, 
we've had a, we've had Arindo on a couple of times. Arindo Duque, who's the uh, developer, I just found out that he's moved to Spain. Just the yeah, other day. yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, anyway, a complete aside. So, so that takes care of the sort of the nuts and the bolts of um, offering subscriptions, setting up all the templating. It, basically, it does all of the the stuff that you will need. Um, and then maybe is that where your your stuff steps in? Yeah. So as we were building out our own WAS, we started. Well, the, where we very first started actually was we wanted to be able to have in the process of signing up for a website, we wanted to create a way for. That our customers to ha- you know be able to offer our customers order bumps, upsells, and downsells in that process. And so we found Thrivecart at that time, and we created our first plugin. Uh, we created our, obviously for our own specific need because that's what we wanted. And then we, at the simultaneously, we built out the started building out the uh, Facebook group, and thought you know if we if we have this need, then someone else might have that need. And so it was a pretty good success. A lot of people were interested, ended up getting it from us. And and as we um, realized that this was something that we could do, like we can actually scratch our own itch and and start building tools and plugins out uh, to you know fulfill our needs. Um, the the ball the snowball effect just started going, and now we have about twenty different plugins that you can that that helps in that facilitate that process. Yeah, you've um, been on a rapid click this clip this year, haven't you? I mean, twenty from I mean, literally this time last year, maybe there was the Thrivecart one, but that was the first yeah. one, and then you've built out nineteen or so more. That's that's yeah. impressive. That's really impressive. We're, we're coming out with two more this week, actually. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're actually we're, we have a really big project we're in the works on. I don't want to divulge too much of it, but okay. I'm super excited about where the WAS is going, um, where we're taking it, and what what it means to just everybody. I think it's going to actually, in my opinion, it's going to change, revolutionize the way even agencies do, you know, manage their their customers with their websites. So, so it's good. So people people listening to this who have, let's say you've got experience with WP Ultimo and you realize what multi-site can do and, and so on. What um, What is it specifically that you, that you are providing on top of what WP Ultimo can do? Now, I know that, that you've got these 20 different things, but just to, mm-hmm. just to give an idea of it, it, it feels almost like it's a plugin architecture within a plugin architecture, if you know what I mean. You've got the WordPress plugin ecosystem, and then mm-hmm. you've kind of built a WAS plugin ecosystem almost where you you take presumably headaches that came up as you um as you were playing mm-hmm. more and more with was and then tried to solve them what are some of the the ones that you've got that are most popular that are, are most interesting for us to talk about that are easiest to explain yeah let me talk about the basic ones at first what are what we were trying to solve um so the issue we were trying to solve first was that we found that when customers that are not web developers, they're just doing their thing and whatever business they're in, they get to um, to WordPress and there's three different areas that they can make changes to their website. And I think that's a bit confusing for them. They have the customizer, they have the dashboard, and they have the front end page editor. And so if someone that doesn't know anything about websites says, I want to change my logo, you know, how would they know to go to the customizer to do that? They see it on the front end of their website. Why can't they just click on there and change their logo out? And so... So those are some of the things that we saw was an issue. So what we tried to do is bring um, the three of them into the dashboard. So we took the, the items from the customizer and worked integrated with multiple themes and brought their basically the features that they have inside the customizer and brought them to the dashboard in the plugin we call Site Settings Pro. And we also added a couple of other features inside of that that you would expect in, a, in Site Settings, like such as your company name, um, social accounts, Google, uh, I don't know, Google 
open graph stuff, things like that that you would expect to be able to fill out inside of a settings area. Yeah. And then we provide a short code that you would put on your templates. And when they fill that information out, it automatically populates their website. So that was one of the things that we took care of. Then also on the front end side, we the front end editor, we tried to bring that into the dashboard, which I can, I can honestly say wasn't as successful as I, my original idea was. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the, the nature, not necessarily that people didn't buy it, but just in the, how it functioned. But we did end up finding, so we, we created a plugin called Content Editor Pro. The concept was you're going to be able to edit all your content within inside the dashboard itself and not have to use the page editor. Uh, since it wasn't very, it wasn't a visual editor, it's just not something that people would find interest in working in. Mm. But it does serve another purpose, and that is that you can actually, if you use Content Editor Pro, you can switch templates without losing your custom content that you created on your site. So if your customer got a template, they started modifying it, putting pictures, uh, text, all that kind of stuff in there of their own. And then they say, you know what? I like this template a year down the road. I want to change it out. Well, they would have to like copy that stuff over into a Word doc or something and then change the template because typically what happens is your new site, when you switch templates, will take on all the content from the original, from the template itself Mm. and then overwrite anything Mm. you had. Content Editor Pro actually eliminates that. So, um, so yeah, those are the core ones. And then, you know, if you want to talk about interesting ones outside of that, we created a um, an integration with WAS, with, I'm sorry, with WAS, with Groundhog. We call it WAS Credits Pro for Groundhog. Mm-hmm. And the concept there was that if you're using Groundhog, if you're not familiar with that, that's a CRM WordPress plugin that allows you to basically create your own active campaign type thing or MailChimp within your WordPress install. Uh, inside of a WAS, one of the troubling things or the things, you know, the issues that we came up with with using Groundhog was that if you have credits and you allow your customers to access these credits, to send out emails, to send out text messages, those sort of things, um, any one customer, there was no way to manage how many how many credits any one customer would be able to use. And so any one customer can go through all, you know, go through your funds quickly. And so we've managed to create a a system that actually allows you to manage the amount of credits based off the WP Ultimo plans. So if you want to offer X amount of credits in plan A and X amount of credits more in B and so forth, uh, you could do that with that plugin. So it's, it's a pretty cool plugin. Yeah. I suppose the, I suppose the thing to, to really consider here is that you are, you are trying, to, trying to create a solution whereby inexperienced users, people who are not really that familiar with WordPress, have a, have a sort of seamless experience whereby they're not necessarily having to phone you up all the time and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do mm-hmm. I do the other thing? Um, because that is the, presumably the audience. The audience is not experienced WordPressers. It's about you as the WordPress professional setting this stuff up making sure that it's as watertight as possible and then letting your clients go on it. And the more that you can um, automate it and make it straightforward, the, the better it will be for your business. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. For example, I mean, to, for example, another plugin we have is called Guided Tours Pro. When they sign up, they go through a guided tour, just like you would see on many SaaS products. And so we get a lot of our ideas from the SaaS community or the SaaS related products because, you know, they have it right. They dialed it in. We created one called Reduce Churn. Like if someone goes to cancel, instead of just saying bye, you know, like saying nothing to them, we actually send them through a feedback loop of asking them how can we have been served you better? What can we do to improve our services? And so at least if nothing, if you can't save that relationship, at least you can get some feedback to improve your your services. So there's like we really want to help make this entire platform network system um, 
function the best it possibly can and that's why we're, we're creating the tools to make that possible yeah is the is the intention to to hide wordpress altogether in other words <laughs> are you is the ambition to just literally obliterate all reference to it or do you are there options to to keep the wordpress i don't know the the wordpress admin ui or the wordpress logo hovering there in the top left hand corner of the of the admin area or do, do you do you just switch all that stuff off you know, everyone has their own preferences. Um, I, I definitely, the majority of our plugins now, if you actually go to our site, are related to rebranding the different element, different plugins and stuff within. In fact, the two that I mentioned we're going to come out with are two new rebranding plugins, one for uh, Fluent Forms and the other one for their other plugin called Jet, I'm sorry, Jet Ninja Tables. And so the idea, though, is that when you go to Wix or you go to Squarespace, you're not seeing a form builder made by somebody else. You're not seeing um, an admin for a different solution. Like you're seeing a nice one single unified consistent branding across their entire network. And so I feel that that's important when you create such a system. Like you, it's not because you're trying to hide the the tools that, you know, help make your your system great. It's because you just want to give your customers nothing to, you don't want to distract them basically Mm -hmm. from, you know what they need to do which is just work on their website like what is a like we have a rebrand for Amelia for example and they don't need to know what Amelia is they don't need to like try to figure that one out they just go and do what they need to do with that tool and move on yeah so uh, I was going to ask because you've got these dependencies for all these plugins so you mentioned Amelia you mentioned um, fluent forms and so on and so forth obviously you're to some extent then if you are if if the the branding of those things has been removed you are dependent upon those those plugin authors uh, playing by the rules if you like and not suddenly up overnight updating their plugins such that suddenly what was hidden is no longer hidden um right. and you've got to chase your tail figure out how to you know whatever class they've changed or whatever thing that you've done to 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 modify it have you had experience with that or problems with that in the past things just not working out as as anticipated and the client saying hang on a minute what's this i don't recognize this yeah and you know we have had some of that it's not it's not as prevalent as you might think um, the one that we chase our tail the most on is probably going to be our rebranding for Elementor. Okay. Um, they, they tend to change a lot of things often, which is good. I, I support that. I think that's a great thing. I, we use Elementor. We love it. Now, I mentioned Elementor, and I know we're talking about WAS. And as of now, of, of this recording, um, they in their terms and conditions, they don't allow for the ability to use their pro plugin inside of a DIY multi-site environment. Now you can use it in multi-site, you just can't use it in something where you don't have some sort of um, manual process involved or, or you know, being able to set a process, I should say. So just want to make that known. Um, I, we did talk to the guys there over the weekend at WordCamp and it sounds like they just have a misunderstanding of what WAS is all about. They were thinking maybe we're handing off uh, plug in details and letting customers just take it and run with it. And that's not the case at all. So hopefully now that they're a little bit more informed, they might get reconsider and we can honestly say that Elementor um, can come into this space. Okay. That's I, interesting. I but there's other options, I presume, you know, Beaver Builder oh, or yeah, abso- Oxygen absolutely. or whatever it might be. Yeah. Breezy even has their own WAS yeah. um, plan. So I, I, yeah, so there's definitely other options, but I just say that because you asked about the, um, the yeah. rebranding and that's the only one we rebrand yeah. that we chase our tail on. So I just okay. want to bring that up. Um, with the, with the sort of the, the way that everything looks, 
Um, you've got all these sort of different options and what have you. Uh, should we just sort of go through them? Um, maybe not all of them one at a time, but it kind of feels to me like you've got you've done so much work. It would be a shame to only mention two or three of them. So do you want hmm. to sort of pick a few more that you're proud of and that you think would be significant? Yeah, so there's a couple that oh, I'm proud of all of them. I'm not the same, but um, there's a couple that really stand out to me. And that first one is going to be Admin UI Pro. We have two versions of it. Basically, it just re, re lets you rebrand the entire admin experience um, to your brand. So it's 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 pretty awesome. There's a lot of features in there. You can change things out in the navigation, the order. You can add headlines. I mean, there's so many cool things you can do. We even added a space where you can put an image. You can take that area out. I mean, it's really you can literally make it either one of those plugins you can make it have a um the dark mode look i mean you can change every single aspect of your admin look so it's really cool one um another one our series set of ones that i'm really proud of and and enjoy um is the live editor pros those are those actually work we created those uh, mainly because we wanted to work with that content editor pro that i told you about where basically the front end editor needs to be super simple to use um, and then that makes those whatever changes you make inside of Live Editor gets automatically inputted into our Content Editor Pro, so that they can make changes to their templates without losing their content. So it gives them a very visual, easy to change um, plugin. Much like Wallace Inline, I'll give him cred. We got the idea from that plugin itself, mm-hmm. and then we created one for Elementor, we created one for Oxygen, and we end up having to create one for Beaver. And I don't really advertise this one because I I give I give Bradley, a, you know. Yeah. Props and I don't, I don't want to step on toes and stuff, but we had to create it just because of the content editor pro situation. We wanted to make sure, you know, we had to have some sort of control over that. So yeah, that's, that's what we've created. I'm really excited about those ones. Um, there's a lot of people tend to love that and let's see what else we, Oh, license activator pro. One of the challenges with multi-site is that there's some plugins and themes out there that require you to enter the licenses individually on each new subsite. And so License yeah. Activator Pro solves that issue for any plugins that have been brought to our attention. We make sure we get that integrated in there. So if you're listening to this and you found and you're using multi-site and you think of a plugin, let us know and we'll add that in there as well. Yeah, we're constantly updating. Not only are we constantly making more plugins, but uh, we're doing a lot behind the scenes on making sure things still stay. We stay on top of it and integrations continue to get made and things like that. Yeah. I suppose one of those, one of the, one of the questions that somebody would want to know before they committed to, you know, let's say, um, the, the WASP Pro community and the WASP Pro net, um, network of products is that that your setup is sustainable and that it's profitable and, you know, that they get two years down the line and, and all of a sudden you, your plugins stop working. How, forgive me, I hate asking questions like that, but, you know, <laughs> is it is it a, a business that is is receiving growth and, um, you know, it's, it's profitable and you're here for the long haul? Absolutely. We are definitely here for the long haul. It's definitely growing. And I think as we I've mentioned to you prior to the jump in, make going live, um, you know, this, this year, 2020 is really going to be all about awareness, creating more awareness around the West. So even as of now, to answer your question, yes, it's successful, it's sustainable. It's going to be, uh, it, it's a great thing. Um, but I think it's going to be so much bit bigger and better coming in 2020, 2021, I think is just helping doing more things like this and getting on podcasts and whatnot and just creating awareness and letting people know that this is even possible. Mm-hmm. I don't know that many people are even aware that they can create such a system that they can help scale their business, you know, quickly. I know there's things like out there on um, various host 
where you can duplicate sites and things like that. And that's that's a good, efficient process, but I think this takes it to the next level. Yeah. Do you, are there any sort of limitations to this? And what I mean by that is if you, if you were, um, let, let's say that you take the approach that each site needs to be fairly unique and you like to build them all out one at a time and, and you know, uh, somebody comes along and you think you think to yourself, okay, they, they, maybe they're better on my the WAS product because they've got a smaller budget and, and so on and so forth. Can can you decouple it from the WAS and turn it into a, a regular install of WordPress so that you've got that ultimate ability? Would there be ever any need to do it that way, or can can this all be done within the you know the multi-site setup? Well, there's two, there's two ways to answer that. So yes, there is a way to pull a site outside of a multi-site network. Um, but I think what's even more important to talk about is the the fact that um, you're building a system like Wix or Squarespace. You're, they're never pulling anything out of there. They're renting that space. So my suggestion would be that you don't make that possible. In fact, with our rebranding plugins, we try to hide the fact that it's WordPress. It's kind of, there's a double-edged sword to that because obviously when people know it's WordPress, it's something that they're familiar with. They know it's a sustainable platform and and that, you know, they, they have a lot of options. But then at the same time, that's also a negative because now that if they're that familiar with WordPress, they know they have a lot of options or should have a lot of options. And it, you really don't want to be stacking your your uh, WAS with a bunch of plugins that are not that are not useful for your entire network of audience or customers. So, you know, when some, someone finds out it's WordPress, like, well, I, that, that means, you know, can I use this plugin? I found that, I heard about this other plugin. Can I add it to my site? And the, the short answer should be no, because, okay. yeah, so. Yeah, that's interesting. So you lock it down. You just make that your business model. Say what you get is what you get. You know, you can't go to uh, yes. you can't go to Squarespace and say, but I want it to do this. Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't do that. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Are there any kind of dependencies that um, that you need to be thinking about before you launch into this? So obviously, we mentioned that WP Ultimo uh, make is like the bedrock of it. You, you've got to get that. So you need to you need to acquire a copy of that. Beyond that, anything else? No, I think everything else is optional. Right. I mean, all of our plugins are optional. Um, yeah, I, I would say WP Ultimo is the only real thing that you have to have yep. in order to to build it out the way you should build it out. Okay. So. Um, and I remember one of the things, because I played with this a little while ago, and one of the things that um, was difficult back in, well, probably November 2018, was the whole server setup. That was a bit of a, that was fraught with difficulty, largely because mm-hmm. of the, the idea of getting SSL certificates to sort of populate themselves automatically and all of that. Have those challenges been overcome? Are there certain, are there certain um, hosting companies who play nice with this setup, or can anybody now go to any kind of hosting and it'll just work. I wouldn't say you can go to any kind of hosting. However, I can say that there has been several uh, hosting companies that have adopted this. I'm, I can speak to Clost was one of the first ones. Then um, Gridpane got on board. I know Cloudways is actually working on it now. I was talking to them. They're really anxious to get that ability. I think I think everyone is seeing the writing on the wall that this is maybe it's not there yet, but this is going to be the future of digital marketing and for agencies that have managed websites for part of their services. Um, so uh, there's a lot that want to get involved. So I would say, um, yeah, I, there, you can't go to just anybody, but there are several that are directly connected with WP Ultimo. They, there's like hooks and stuff that they have to connect with Arendo to get set up to make sure that it plays well with their hosting. So not anyone can just go and do it. You actually have to have a tie-in with the plugin itself. So 
Arendo is constantly adding new ones, new hosts to that to that yep. service. Yeah. So, okay. So be a little bit circumspect as you approach this. Think carefully about it. Go and read some documentation mm-hmm. around the WP Ultimo plugin um, just to check that your hosting environment works. Because, I mean, it'll it'll work on any hosting environment, but mm-hmm. the, the SSL certificate and the, the population of that can be slightly more difficult. So go check that out. You you were mentioning on the, on the, before we start press record, you were mentioning that one of the things that you want to achieve in the, the coming year is just awareness that WASC mm-hmm. is a thing. Um, it felt like that was going to be organic, but now it perhaps needs a bit of a push. And you were talking about the fact that you're going to spend quite a lot of the next year putting documentation together and um, courses and so on. Do you want to do you want to le- leap into that and tell us what you're doing to make it so that this is oh, easier yeah. than it would have been this time last year? Absolutely. So one of the biggest challenges that we found inside the group that I've found is that people will get in the group and they get aware of the entire concept and the business model and then they'll say okay i know i need wp ultimo and i i see that i could use your plugins um but where do i start how do i start you know and so instead of turning them away or it it seemed to me that they we needed to provide them with some sort of training and so we're actually on black friday going to be launching our wasc camp is what we're calling it and camp with standing for courses and membership plugins and basically we're going to walk them walk you through um, the three different areas that we feel are most important in creating a WAS. And the first step is being is planning. And so it's, we have plans. So basically picking your niche, how do you pick a niche? Um, you, know, all the, you know, all the things that you need to consider, like how do you pick a host and that kind of stuff that we just talked about. And then the second one is going to be publishing. What are actually taking the tools and putting it together and showing you how to actually do it so you can see step by step. By the time you're done with our training, you'll be able to have an active working WAS. And then lastly, is just as important as building it, you need to be able to promote it. And so just the three Ps, publish, plan, publish, and promote. And so how, how do you get your WAS out into the marketplace so that you're successful? And we, we talk, cover all of that, and we have a bunch of bonuses in there. We have a lot of things going on. And also we have inside of WAS Camp, we'll have the um, all of our plugins, like a deep dive into each of our plugins. To put it out in the public space didn't make a lot of sense because just people that are not using our plugins wouldn't necessarily want to watch those kind of videos. But... Um, inside of WASCamp, you'll be able to know exactly how to use every one of our plugins, not just what they're supposed to do, but exactly how to implement them. And you say so, yeah. you say that's going to be coming out on Black Friday. We, th- this podcast will probably hit the um, hit the public oh, button after <laughs> Black Friday, but that's okay. It's not okay. The the principle though is the same. It, is it a a one time thing, or are you going to be? Is that a subscription service so that you keep up to date with everything? Or yeah, so it's it's going to be one point So it it will be. Kind of, I don't, I don't know if you know of, I'm sure you probably have heard of maybe of Jeff Walker from yeah. Product Launch Formula. So it'll probably be similar to his business model in terms of how he comes out with new, new training once every other, you know, several years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so it'll be the same thing. So you'll continue to get the add-ons until it's completely refreshed and revamped, and then we'll have a small fee to get you into the next version. Okay. But yeah, yeah. If, yeah, you'll have access to it, lifetime access to it. But as far as keeping updated, you'll. There'll be like a small fee, nothing big. Okay, thanks. One of the one of the things that I'd I'd be interested in is putting a dollar amount, a, an absolute bare minimum dollar amount on what what would it cost for me to set up a uh, a WAS with with very few bells and whistles, and and we can, then we can talk about your individual plugins and what your pricing is and so on. But mm. what what would be the, the 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 annual cost split over twelve? So, so let's say a monthly cost for um, having a WAS on and running. So I think I think probably I'm talking um, WP Ultimo license copy uh, hosting um, and and probably that's it at the beginning. 
Yeah, I'm looking at W Ultimo's pricing as of today because we did talk and he looks to be changing his pricing model here shortly. Okay. Um, so he's got a 4.99 one-time lifetime thing. I think that is actually going to go away. I'm, I don't want to speak on his behalf, but yeah, I believe yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. Um, but then he's got a $250 one for a year. So, and it ranges from $99 to $250 depending on what add-ons you want to have. And then you're going to have your hosting. Um, so you can multi-site. You can host on pretty much anything. But obviously, I think you need to be aware that you want to have some minimal um, requirements. Like you want to make sure that you have enough. Uh, space on the server and that kind of thing for growth. So you don't want to just use like a shared server. You want to make sure you have a dedicated service, certain things like that you want to take into account. Um, just be smart about it. Inside of our training, we talk about all that kind of stuff. Um, so as far as pricing, like we have a WAS host. We we partnered with GridPain. We have something called WAS host and we charge 50 bucks a month for the hosting. So that gives you an idea to have set up one WAS. And then you have Arendo's thing. If you pay two fifty a year for his top plan, yeah. What is so, it? Yeah, so well, you're sort of not, looking at sort of seventy bucks a year, seventy bucks a month, aren't you? Really, if you go with your hosting yeah. solution plus Arendo, roughly two and twenty dollars a month, something like that. Um, right. So you're in two digits. You're not creeping up into three digits. That's you know you don't have to you don't have to take in too many subscriptions before it does more than break even. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's really nice. So, what about the pricing of your um, of actual, you know, yeah. your products uh, on the on the homepage of Waspro? If you scroll down, I'd say about halfway, you'll see a whole bunch of tiles, and there they are all listed. And there's a sort of learn more button in each case, um, mm-hmm. which takes you to and gives you more information about it. But it, it might be nice to run through what your sort of uh, pricing per 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 plugin is. Yeah, the majority of our, excuse me, the majority of our plugins are about ninety-seven dollars each, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them are less. I mean, if they're branding, just rebranding something, then that's going to be less. But um, the core plugins are going to be ninety-seven dollars each. Now, what we've done is we realize that we don't want to keep our customers from being able to access all of our plugins. Our goal is to put them all in your hands, and so we created a pro membership so that it's only ninety-seven dollars a month, and you get access to over twenty of our premium plugins. Uh, you get access to all of them, which, which is over 20 um, at this point. And so we just felt that that was a good way to get these all of our plugins into our customers' hands without them having to pick and choose which ones uh, they think they might want. Because you, unless you have actual access to them, you really don't know what they can do for you until you start actually getting in there. And you're like, wow, this one, did that. I didn't even think about that problem. And now you solved it. You know? mm. So I want to make sure that we get them in your hands. So, we so charge what's that called? What's the, 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 sort of the, the bundle where you get everything? Yeah, the bundle where you get everything is called the Pro Membership. Okay, and I can actually see that right at the bottom beneath all the tiles. Uh, you've got the option to to look at the Pro Membership, which is kind of like everything all rolled up. And man alive, like honestly, this time last year, it was one, maybe two <laughs> things. But it, just, to, just to give you some sort of insight. So we've, we've mentioned like the admin UI where you can change the admin settings and so on. And, and the settings wizard and the guided tours and what have you. But the site analytics, there's a stock library plugin. We mentioned the content editor plugin, but you can have that in a, in a Beaver Builder or an Elementor flavor. Uh, live editing for Elementor, Beaver and Oxygen. Rebranding for Elementor, Lifter LMS, if you want to throw that in as well, I can see that being mm-hmm. really interesting. Uh, Amelia, which is a booking plugin. Uh, you mentioned the reduced churn uh, and your license one. You've got the, uh, the Groundhog, WP Ultimate, oh, Cart Flows, Thrive Cart. Yeah. So Cart Flows is a way to um, kind of incentivize um, people from not 
how to describe it you know it's your woocommerce uh woocommerce plus shall we say and then thrivecom thrivecart is a a, a SaaS um e-commerce solution. Yeah, yeah solution so it's, it's quite a lot in there yeah, we have quite a bit and we yeah. have more coming and it's exciting. It's yeah, really exciting. Really exciting. So maybe 2020, 2021 will be the year of WAS. Do you want to um just before we close out, do you want to give us your um your you know your email address or your Twitter handle in case anybody's interest has been peaked so they can get direct to you? Yeah, so the best way to reach us actually so that you have access to me and my entire team would be on our Facebook uh, page, uh, also the group. But if you want to specifically reach out to us, if you go either to our website down the bottom right hand corner, you can reach out there that actually connects to our Facebook uh, messenger. And that's the best way to, to reach out to us. Uh, but if you want to email us, you can do that at info at um, And then our phone number is on the website as well, somewhere probably down at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So yeah, Michael Short, hopefully the uh, the time is nigh for um you know for was uh, in the year 2020 good luck with that and i hope uh, i hope it proves to be profitable thank you thank you very much and thanks for having me thanks for listening to the wp builds podcast again that was a really interesting discussion the idea of websites as a service or was seems to be growing in popularity you do plenty of work up front set up the templates set up the stack of things like wp ultimo and was pro plugins and you've got a nice business which hopefully should run itself to some extent really interesting topic indeed don't forget head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals and you can get 20 percent off with the offer code on that page and wpbuilds.com forward slash win if you're listening to this at some point in may 2020 then you've got a chance of winning one of five plugins that michael is giving away from his was pro website okay don't forget we'll do another podcast next week we'll be back on monday for the weekly wordpress news two things on a monday i'll produce my auditory diatribe of the weekly wordpress news and then at 2 p.m uk time we will have our weekly wordpress news live with some notable guests from the wordpress community you can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash live okay here comes some unbelievably cheesy music possibly the cheesiest this year so far have a nice week bye bye for now